Hey, y'all. Welcome back as we continue through the book of Leviticus with chapter 20, verse 1. And these are the moral purity chapters. The Lord said to Moses, Give the people of Israel these instructions, which apply both to the native Israelites and to the foreigners living in Israel. If any of them offer children as a sacrifice to Molech, they must be put to death. The people of the community must stone them to death. So the land of Canaan that they're entering is fully into idolatry, and they had a um, idol by the name of Molech, and there was a huge statue, and they would sizzle up the hands of the statue so that they were fire hot. And when they turned red, they would lay their children on the statue as a sacrifice to this false idol, this god that they had, and they would kill their children and sacrifice it to this false god. So God is saying, don't don't do that. (laughs) Your children are a blessing. Please do not sacrifice them. In verse 3, I myself will turn against them and cut them off from the community because they have defiled my sanctuary and brought shame on my holy name by offering their children to Molech. And if the people of the community ignore those who offer their children to Molech and refuse to execute them, I myself will turn against them and their families and I will cut them off from the community. This will happen to all who commit spiritual prostitution by worshiping Molech. I will also turn against those who commit spiritual prostitution by putting their trust in mediums or in those who consult the spirits of the dead. I will cut them off from the community. So set yourselves apart to be holy, for I am the Lord your God. Keep all my decrees by putting them into practice, for I am the Lord who makes you holy. Anyone who dishonors fathers or mothers must be put to death. Such a person is guilty of capital offense. And he's very strict about keeping God is holy, and he wants his his people to be holy as they enter this very difficult territory that they're about to enter. And the disrespect to their parents that they showed in that time, it was like they were killing their parents. It was bad. So it was a very serious issue that the country was dealing with. In verse 10, if a man commits adultery with his neighbor's wife, both man and the woman who have committed adultery must be put to death. If a man violates his father by having sex with one of the father's wives, both the man and the woman must be put to death, for they are guilty of a capital offense. If a man has sex with his daughter-in-law, Both must be put to death. They have committed a perverse act and are guilty of a capital offense. If a man practices homosexuality, having sex with another man as with a woman, both men have committed a detestable act, and they must both be put to death, for they are guilty of a capital offense. If a man marries both a woman and her mother, he has committed a wicked act. The man and both women must be burned to death to wipe out such wickedness from among you. If a man has sex with an animal, he must be put to death, and the animal must be killed. If a man presents herself to male animal, or if a woman presents herself to a male animal to have intercourse with it, she and the animal must be both put to death. You must kill both, for they are guilty of capital offense. If a man marries his sister, the daughter of either his father or his mother, and they have sexual relations, it is a shameful disgrace. They must be publicly cut off. From the community, since the man has violated his sister, he will be punished for his sin. If a man has sexual relations with a woman during her menstrual period, both of them must be cut off from the community, for together they have exposed the source of her blood flow. 
Do not have sexual relations with your aunt, whether your mother, whether it's your mother's sister or your father's sister. This would be dishonorable, a close relative. Both parties are guilty and will be punished for their sin. If a man has sex with his uncle's wife and he has violated his uncle, both the man and the woman will be punished for their sin and they will die childless. If a man marries his brother's wife, it is an act of impurity. He has violated his brother and the guilty couple will remain childless. You must keep all my decrees and regulations by putting them into practice. Otherwise, the land to which I am bringing you as your new home will vomit you out. Do not live according to the custom of the people that I am driving out before you. It is because they do these shameful things that I detest them. But I have promised you, you will possess their land because I will give it to you as your possession, a land flowing with milk and honey. I am the Lord your God who has set you apart from all other people. You must therefore make a distinction between ceremonially clean and unclean animals, between clean and unclean birds. You must not defile yourselves by eating any unclean animal or bird or creature that scurries along the ground. I have identified them as being unclean for you. You must be holy, because I, the Lord, am holy. I have set you apart from all other people to be my very own. Men and women among you who act as mediums or who consult the spirits of the dead must be put to death by stoning. They are guilty of a capital offense. So a few things here in this chapter. They are entering a very sinful land full of sinful people in chaos. And the Israelites just were saved from a sinful country and chaos and they don't have boundaries or any idea what it looks like or what it means to be holy and set apart. So God is setting out these guidelines for them so they know what it looks like to be holy and set apart and they know what God's character looks like. And he the the main point of this chapter is sexuality affects our souls and we are made in the image of God and our souls are made in the image of God and our souls are worth loving. And a, a society without any rules is not okay. It's just chaos. And he doesn't want people to be used sexually or any other way just as mere bodies with no soul and just abused and used. He wants people to be loved and valued and their worth to be shown to them, not just used for lustful pleasures as they rise up along the way. He wants everyone that he made to be cherished for who they are and not to be exploited or abused in any way, shape, or form. And he doesn't want people to be objectified. And he wants each other we want he wants us to value each other and show each other love when we get married you marry the whole person and it's a commitment for life it's value and it shows true love and worth in the other person and in chapter 21 it continues and we enter the qualifications for being a priest in chapter 21 and the priests represent the people of god the people that are set apart to be holy the people that are god's chosen people and the level of moral integrity, integrity is an even higher level of holiness. These are the priests, the people that are leading them. These are the Levites, and they must be holy because God is holy, and God is the one they are representing. In verse 1 of chapter 21, The Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the priests, the descendants of Aaron. The priest must not make himself ceremonially unclean by touching the dead body of a relative. 
The only exceptions are his closest relatives, his mother or father, son or daughter, brother or his virgin sister, who depends on him because she has no husband. But a priest must not defile himself and make himself unclean for someone who is related to him only by marriage. The priests must not shave their heads or trim their beards or cut their bodies. They must be set apart as holy to their God, and they must never bring shame on the name of God. They must be holy, for they are the ones who present the special gifts to the Lord, gifts of food for their God. Priests may not marry a woman defiled by prostitution, and they may not marry a woman who is divorced from her husband, for the priests are set apart as holy to their God. They must treat them as holy because they offer up food to your God. You must consider them holy because I, the Lord, am holy, and I make you holy. If a priest's daughter defiles herself by becoming a prostitute, she also defiles her father's holiness, and she must be burned to death. The high priest has the highest rank of all priests. The anointing oil has been poured on his head, and he has been ordained to wear the priestly garments. He must never leave his hair uncombed or tear his clothing. He must not defile himself by going near a dead body. He may not make himself ceremonially unclean, even for his father or mother. He must not defile the sanctuary of his God by leaving it to attend to a dead person. For he has been made holy by the anointing oil of his God. I am the Lord. The high priest may marry only a virgin. He may not marry a widow, a woman who is divorced, or a woman who is has defiled herself by prostitution. She must be a virgin from his own clan, so that he will not dishonor his descendants among his clan. For I am the Lord who makes him holy. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to Aaron. In all the future generations, none of your descendants who has any defects will qualify to offer food to his God. No one who has a defect quality, whether he is blind, lame, disfigured, deformed, or has a broken foot or arm, or is hunchbacked or dwarfed, or has a defective eye, or skin sores, or scabs, or damaged testicles, no descendants of Aaron who has a defect may approach the altar to present special gifts to the Lord. Since he has a defect, he may not approach the altar to offer food to his God. However, he may eat from the food offered to God, including the holy offerings and the most holy offerings. Yet because of his physical defect, he may not enter the room behind the inner curtain or approach the altar, for this would defile my holy place. I am the Lord who makes them holy. So Moses gave these instructions to Aaron and his sons and to all the Israelites. So a couple things here. There are special rules for the priests because they are the highest. They are holy of holies. And the central point to this chapter is holiness and remaining holy. And it is God who makes us holy. We can't be holy without God. And God must be represented as perfection. God is perfect and holy. And the, anyone who might have a broken arm or whatever, they still get to share in the priest's benefits. They just don't bring the prayers of the people into God and offer the sacrifices on their behalf. But they still get to enjoy in the benefits of the priesthood as they are in the line of the Levites. So um, they are the ultimate picture of holiness in Jesus is the high priest. He is the final high priest. He's the ultimate high priest. He's the perfect high priest. He never had a blemish, sin, or deformity that needed any type of atonement. He is 
so spotless and perfect that he and he was he became the perfect sacrifice himself and god gave the very best god gave his best for us heaven had to offer the very best of all was given through jesus and his very because of his very self and him offering his very self the very best of everything we are now made whole perfect and acceptable through faith in him we are holy through jesus and we have perfect holiness through jesus because jesus cleanses us and makes us holy so we can approach god with boldness so that concludes chapters 21 i'm sorry 20 and 21 and we will continue on i hope you all are having a most wonderful day